0: Happy New Year to all, and this is the first episode of 2021 of The Debt Podcast. Welcome to The Deb. I'm your host, Carl Thomas, and it is official. We are going into lockdown. So right now, recording the podcast, we are January 6th on a Wednesday, and we are going into official lockdown. Um, with a curfew on Saturday the 9th. And the hours between the hours of 5 a.m. and 8 p.m., we will be able to access um, whatever's left that is open actually. And then after 8 p.m., we have to stay home. We will be mandated to stay home. As an educator for the DYP, the rules do not apply to us. I'm, I'm kidding. It applies to all except, of course, like I said, as an educator for the DYP where we are essential workers. But for sure, I don't see myself working past um, 8 p.m. on a a regular day. So for those who will be working constantly and um, the frontline workers and everybody else, again, on behalf of the Debt Podcast, on behalf of our community, we thank you in advance for doing the hard work um and for the rest of y'all stay stay home okay I, I i will use i statements i am trying to have a summer this year and i want to enjoy my summer and spend time with friends and family and of course loved ones thinking that they're probably in the same bubble with all that said at the same time riots in in dc are going crazy but you know what this is not the news. Um, we have an incredible, and, and I probably use that, that word a bit too much, but we have an amazing, probably overused also. We have an amazing guest. Her name is Rana Liu, and she is part of Explorations. Their mission is to connect, inspire, and empower learners and educators. Explorations offer learners of all ages from zero to 95. The chance to learn and discover in a fun and safe environment. Founded in 1981 by Professor Bruce Shore from McGill University, Explorations is an educational charity that aims to create a continuous learning environment to promote skill development and ignite curiosity. Did I say that right, Rana? As the communications link, she leads the development campaigns, the diversity and inclusion objectives including establishing the first public, Dolly Parton's Imagination Library in Montreal. The thing is, not only that Rana gave us an interview on the Dead Podcast, and we are so grateful for that, she also helped me out with the sound that day. Um, for some reason, my laptop was overheating, my microphone wasn't working properly. Anyways, multiple problems were happening and Rana told me to stay calm. Rana told me to breathe. To chill that things happen and within 17 minutes uh, we managed to get things on track she even helped me out um, by recording the official sound, the original sound on her side um, in case um, that I needed to use it as a backup uh, which I did which I did so for that Rana again thank you for everything thank you for helping me out that day and for giving us this interview. So, hope you guys enjoy. I know it was a long intro, but uh, things are happening, and I hope everyone's staying safe. Staying safe? Staying safe. Start the pod.
1: A community organization called Word, writing our rhymes down, and I am a youth worker at the Calful Jeunesse Emploi of NDG.
0: Hi, my name is Carl Thomas. I'm a community worker for Prevention Code NDG, and welcome to The Dep.
1: The Dep, a podcast about community service work. In your neighborhood. So my name is Rana Liu. I work for Explorations. We're an educational charity on Summerlet Avenue. So we're an NDG. And essentially what we do is that we connect and inspire learners and educators by providing all kinds of different activities um in DSTEAM. So science, tech, engineering, arts and media, our math.
0: <laughs> okay, all of yeah. that combined?
1: Yeah, so we do, what we try to do is that like we try to integrate the different types of topics, um, whether it's like engineering, or arts, and really have like a hands-on learning experiences for children. Mm. We started off um, with the McGill Education Department actually as a um, program for gifted students as a summer camp. And we broke off from that model in the 90s and we've been focusing on really Providing everyone the opportunity to explore their talents because it shouldn't be, you know, based on an IQ test and it shouldn't be based on a financial means. Um, so, as a charity, we really do try to provide as many educational activities as possible and also opportunities for educators to have fun while teaching and learning, too. I think that's the best part of being a part of explorations is that you get to like be a part of that learning experience throughout and that's what i really love about my job is that yes i am working for an educational charity but i'm also learning myself as an individual like personally and professionally so yeah it's been good okay
0: okay that sounds like you seem you seem really really excited about what you do How long have you been doing
1: it? I've been working for explorations for about a year and a half. It's Mm. it's gone by so quickly. I actually um, first got hired on July 1st, 2019. Um, I helped with the Panorama program, which is an international exchange program where we accept Chinese students to come to Montreal. And we kind of show them all the ropes of, you know, what it is to go to university here. What are the different um, type of programs that are available and I was hired to be a tour guide with them. And okay. also, okay. yeah, and and then it kind of went from there where they're like, oh, you know how to do photography. Oh, you know how to do marketing. Oh, you have a background in fundraising. And okay. I got roped in. <laughs> and okay. it's, been, it's been really fun. I, yeah, I was working first as kind of like a, a part-time consultant and a freelancer with them. And I just, I've loved it so much. And I've been so blessed and privileged to be offered a full-time job and working with exploration still so it's been really fun yeah
0: but how how did that process go like how yes they got you roped in but (laughs) you must have loved like there must have been something in particular that got you intrigued What, what what was that that thing or
1: yeah I so I started um in summer The summer 2019 and the Mm -hmm. heart of Explorations is truly our summer camp because that's where we get to have all of the learners, like the children, the educators, everyone under the same roof for a month and um, being a part of that and seeing kids, you know, building their own computers to um, cooking chemistry where they understand like how chemical reactions and how important they are to, you know, baking goods. And I was like, oh my God, I wish I had this experience growing up. Like no hate, no shame on like the camp experiences I had. I went to a very like sports camp heavy. Um, Mm -hmm. But looking at this, I was like, oh my, this is really bringing fun into learning because it is really pushing like the educators are, they bring in somewhat of a curriculum, right? Saying like, hey, this is what we're going to learn for the next two weeks and what's really great is that it is guided by the learners. So the kids can be like, Hey, I really want to learn more about this. And then the educators can jump on that. And I think that's what's so fun about it is the fact that we are not, um, under like a strict, you know, like curriculum where you have to hit X, Y, Z to make sure that you pass like what that, that isn't in exploration. Like my boss, (laughs) James, um, always likes to say that we don't follow a curriculum at all. Um, we really don't like that. We kind of like to throw it out the window because the curriculum is really student-driven. And mm-hmm. when I saw that, I was like, this is incredible. I wish that I can be, you know, helping out in any type of way in this organization. And also, honestly, like the people there are incredible. Like I can say that the, these people are now themed my family. Um, it's, oh, it's such a great working environment and we're all really like pushed to you know, be our best selves, and um, having like a social impact has really like driven me to continue with explorations because it's just been so fun to like grow with the organization or see it grow. You know.
0: So there's no passing grade. So how do you measure yeah. success?
1: I think how we measure success is seeing how a child's confidence grows, like seeing the ability of a child first walk into a room and you know being curious about something, but not too sure to, by the end, you know, have and like showcase what they have and being confident in what they've learned. That is something that's so incredible. And I can remember um, I went into like a coding class and I was seeing their progress from day one until day, like the last day and seeing them present about the work that they've done. Like these kids are building video games I, I can barely, like, HTML. I'm like, what? <laughs> These kids are so brilliant, and they're so confident, and they're excited about learning. And I think yeah. that's, that's how we measure success. We measure success on how a child feels in that room, and I think it really, it shows. And especially with our, like, we have a huge talent show, Open House, where kids get to showcase their work to their families Yeah, unfortunately, we didn't do it this summer because of, you know, COVID measures. We kept it in-house. But um, what happens is that we have a big open house where parents and friends can come and you can see all of the different things that they've done from like stained glass work to actually having a full-on rock concert with our School of Rock class. And it is so much fun. Like it's it's just, it's so much fun. And um, I think that's another way that we measure success is really um, celebrating their learning. Yeah.
0: Okay. So now I have so many questions. Okay. (laughs) When you, when (laughs) I'll I'll just go straight up, like when you talk about building computers, you mean like they (laughs) built their own, like kids are building computers
1: that's what you're doing? yeah i'll i can sh- i can send you a photo but last year essentially they built their computer in these like glass um god you're talking to an art kid right here so me explaining to you what okay. they did when okay. building a computer but you know like the sides of um like desktops those big like rectangle For sure, uh, monitors the boxes okay. that's what they do and it's also it's super cool because it like glows and it it's see-through so you could see them like literally putting the pieces together and then they're like glowing oh, wow. it was really fun and then when they were done they got to play video games because they had built their computer so that was kind of like hey look at what you did now look at the things that you can do through it yeah so you also
0: <laughs> mentioned mentioned um building video games so so you're telling me you, you guys are also teaching the kids out of code
1: Yes. So we use um, wow. different oh, coding that's... programs. Yeah. And I I don't teach that, but um, yes, seeing it is very cool. Yeah. Wow. It okay. is very impressive. I feel like I should take one of those classes, you know?
0: <laughs> wow. I, I was yeah. about to mention the, the same thing. I feel like maybe I should try and understand the, the whole aspect of coding. Um, okay. Now I just have a bunch of things <laughs> to ask you. This <laughs> no, is so interesting. <laughs> Okay, like a a silent nerd and geek, like in in my background. Um, So not only building computers, coding, building video games, um, and they actually get to play with what they built, you said.
1: Yeah, they get to play or eat or wear. um, Depending on what activity it is from like sewing, they'll get to wear it or um, they'll eat it in cooking chemistry. Um, are cooking around the world, which is another one of our classes. And I think that's what's really fun about it. It's not just like theory on paper. It's really hands-on. And that's what the Mm -hmm. best part of it is. I teach a, a street art class where we look and we observe, you know, different art pieces from public art to graffiti. And the best part of that is also the conversations that come out of it, where we talk about the social impacts or the political and economic impact and having these types of conversation and starting these conversations in the classroom is really great because it is a platform. Like Explorations provides that platform also to educators. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. I, also, I, I also am an educator. The many hats that I wear at Explorations. And okay, okay. Um, it's, it's really fun. It's really fun because we get to really explore the art form, our the coding form or the engineering form together and learn, um, we had, um, I think they finished it last week where they built a drone, um, a fourth grader built a drone in the last three months. Yeah. So if you feel (laughs) like you don't, (laughs) you think technology will take over, although it is already taking over. Yeah. That is like, that's how cool is that? That's that's, It's great. I love it. Yeah.
0: OK, not only is that impressive, but that's uh, it's it just there's there's no words that are coming out of my mouth or that I'm thinking about that could explain. If I had to walk into your program,
1: mm-hmm.
0: knowing the, the many different aspects of your program that you guys offer. So so take me through it. If I walk in through your doors, what's happening?
1: Well, on a normal day,
0: for is there like
1: there's no, there's no test. Um, What we do, we do like to implement is um, just ask you questions like, what do you like to do? What are your interests? And having that type of, you know, open conversation with the learner um, Mm -hmm. helps us as educators guide the activities and the way that we you know build our courses for them um really creating like a tailored learning experience for the children um I have two students where we started off with our street art class and they wanted to continue during the year and I was like absolutely we can continue doing this and um how we started is we had an open conversation I you know had a call with them and I said hey what are things that you really like to do um and from there you know we built a learning experience together and I think in education it is really important to yes you know have somewhat of a structure um, where you know people have the ability to learn you know xyz that are important to function in society but I think um, if you're able to merge that with the fun of learning and with what the learner wants, you know, having it driven by youth, you'll, you see a huge change. It, you, the students are more excited about it because they're passionate, they're learning something, they're curious. If one of my classrooms we start talking about something else, then I'll let that conversation flow naturally because it's an open and safe space for the learners to just be themselves and learn about all the different things that are happening in the world. Because I think what exploration does is we're preparing you for the outside world. Like we're preparing you to see, Hey, like, if you really like arts and you want to do graphic design, that is a career choice that you can actually do. Like this, these are the things that you can do. You really like clay. Did you know that you could do animation and you can like, do all of these different things and like we're preparing you for the outside world and a world where you're allowed to be curious and learn anything that you want so that's what I love about explorations (laughs) yeah
0: I, I, like every time you you talk, it, I I could see the passion in your face about oh. um, how you feel <laughs> how you, you feel about your project. That's that's truly amazing. Yeah. Um, so walking in, I could as let's say let's bring it back to walking in. I could do whatever. I could access whatever based on a couple of questions that you guys would ask me on my interest. Um then I could access whatever platform that's available. And what, all, what are those different platforms that are available if I like when a kid walks in?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how we do it is we have like two different streams. So okay. in one stream, we have activities that are kind of already preset. So if oh. you're a, a learner and you're like, you know what? I'm curious about all these different things. And we're like, well, here's a list of the different activities we have already prepared for you. Um, mm-hmm. And if that's something that you're like, hmm, I am interested in doing this, but I kind of want to go into more of a different field. Like maybe I want to do engineering, but I want to focus on making a drone. So that is our second stream, which is our tailored learning program, which is the one where we'll pair you, you know, one-on-one or in a, gr- in a small group that has the same interests as you. And then the educator will help build this program with you. And I think um, like a good example is a street art one where we started off doing street art with like the activity with 10 other kids during the summer. And then when we were done that volet, like that session, um, Mm -hmm. they came back and they're like, Hey, we want to continue on doing this, but, um, can we just, you know, focus it on a different way? So there we are. So that's the kind of like the tailored learning portion of it. So there's two different streams. Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. I'm going to go into the difficult part now, the obstacles, Um, the obstacles that you guys, you know, met throughout the process of the one year, a year and a half, you said, right?
1: Yeah, I've been, been, yeah, I've been working there for a year and a half. Expirations has been around since 1981, so a little bit Mm -hmm. before my time. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think one of the challenges that uh, expirations sought, especially in the last year and a half, is that we used to be primarily just a summer camp and we were the best kept secret of NDG. Mm, okay. And my role as community development officer was to make sure that we were no longer the best kept secret yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that we are here and um, also the fact that now we provide year-round programming because a lot of mm-hmm. people know us as a summer camp. Um, but in the last year and a half, we, since we've had um, our learning lab space on Summerled, where we have two classrooms, um, we've had in-person activities. Although now we're doing more virtual just to ensure safety of our, our staff and uh, the learners too. And I think that's what was difficult. Our, one of the challenges, I should say, was to kind of reach out to people because a lot of people know us as a camp and we're not sure, like they didn't, not that they weren't sure, but they didn't know that we were, you know, here all year round. Um, yeah. Like, I have to say a huge thank you to Tima from the NDG Youth Council because yeah, yeah. she, you know, introduced us to all of the other organizations in the neighborhood. And I am proud to say that we are now officially a member of the NDG Youth Council. So thank you to COCO members for voting us in. Um, that was nice. a huge win and something that in September I was like, I really want us to be on the NDG Youth Council. And now we're here. So that was a great way to end the year. Um, so that's been really great where we've met other grassroots organizations and nonprofits, um, that have, you know, lent us a a helping hand, um, kind of getting the word out about who we are. And also it was a way for us to like give our programs. We are part of, um, I guess this is segue, but we are the first public local champion for Dolly Parton's Imagination Library. So that's a program that provides free books to children ages zero to five every single month they get a book mailed to them Um, and it's through the imagination library. And as the first, yeah, I'm really proud of that, that we are the first affiliate open to the general public in Montreal. And um, thanks to the NDG youth council um, and also to the zero to five code DNA NDG council as well. um, We've been able to, um, you know, ensure that low income and immigrant families receive this program. So that's been really great. And um, we're growing that. We have 76 kids now registered to have um, free books every month. Like just talking about it gets me so excited. (laughs) Um, So that's been something that's been really great to have that support. And also I wanna thank the West End Intergenerational Program, which Mm -hmm. has allowed us to connect with intergenerational organizations, with senior organizations, because we do have some intergenerational programs, we have a creative writing program um, that bridges seniors and youth together, was a big win for us. Um, So honestly, thanks to the different networks um, and these groups of people who have welcomed us with open arms, I am so thankful and privileged to get to work with these people. And um, especially during these times, it's been so difficult being able to connect with others, but thanks to these you know, the councils, the different um, networks, we have been able to outreach to people and, you know, share our programs. So thank you. Yeah.
0: So that, that was, that was basically my next question about how, Mm -hmm. how did you guys adapt with COVID? So you, you were able to, to give, I guess, via, via online platforms, like your classes, your courses, but how is that how is that going, one? And how did you have to adapt? Like, we, we heard the part that it was a difficult transition, mm-hmm. but the whole adapting your, you know, let's say if you had to build a computer, but you're at home,
1: mm-hmm. but yet
0: you're taking like, how do you guys attend those needs, address those needs?
1: Yeah, that's definitely been something that we have been working on. We started doing our virtual learning in the summer, in July, because a lot of um, our summer camp participants um, didn't come because, just because they, you know, some families didn't feel comfortable with in-person just yet, which was totally fair. And adapting mm. that, um, first, we would give out a list of materials for parents, um, I should just say, uh, grown-ups. So for grown-ups to go and purchase for their children, or learners, um, and as someone who did teach virtually i had to ensure that all of the projects that we were doing because we do a lot of hands-on learning all the projects people were able to find the materials either in their local you know grocery store our art supply store or honestly at the dollar store to make sure that the cost was you know low enough in our um sewing class um a lot of the projects I did was flipping T-shirts into creating something different where we're talking about recycling um, because we want to still make sure that it's accessible where people don't necessarily have to go and get, you know, materials to build a computer. So okay. we've had to adapt our programs for virtual where we unfortunately can't be doing the large scale um, project. That, take, that you know, need a supervisor or a person, a grown-up in the room to ensure that you're connecting wire A to wire B properly. Um, but I think we have adopted in a way where children, learners, still have the ability to still get that hands-on learning experience from home.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Prevention Code NDG and the Tab Jeunesse NDG. Subscribe now to the Deb Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. And please, give us a five-star rating.
1: I I also teach, like, through explorations, we also teach with high school students. And that transition this year from in-person to virtual was really difficult. Um, I'm not going to lie, because a lot of the high school students didn't necessarily have the materials at home. So it was really up to us as educators to find free platforms um, where they could... You know, still make a mosaic online, but they didn't have to like cut out pieces of paper because they don't necessarily have uh, the materials at home. And I think a huge like props to everyone on our team because we've been pretty rapid on like being fluid and flexible to adapting to a virtual learning uh, platform. But yeah, it it's definitely, it's definitely difficult. It's not easy. And I I don't do it full time where I'm only a part time educator with explorations. But um, let me tell you, like, really (laughs) props to all of the teachers that are teaching online. um, Because as someone who's only done it for, you know, just a brief amount of time this year, um, as a part time teacher, it's, it's difficult um are yeah. you know we're teaching in person one week and then teaching on zoom another week and you can see it like children are really getting affected um i think as everyone is um and explorations we're really trying to bring fun back into learning um <laughs> so like huge props for educators <laughs> thank you <laughs> yeah wow. mm.
0: listen your, your program seems amazing what what else would you like to yeah. share If for people that don't know exploration.
1: Wow. Yeah. Uh, That's a good question. I wasn't ready for that, but (laughs) (laughs) Um, for people who don't know about. Yeah, Yeah. no, but it's a great question Um, for people who don't know who explorations are, who we are. I just want to say our doors are always open, whether in person or virtual, virtually over any online platform. We're always so happy we welcome in new people, learners ages zero to 95. Um, I think as long as you have a passion for learning and uh, you're excited and curious, um, we're here. Honestly, we're here for you. If you're having trouble learning or you're having trouble like finding that drive, we're also here. I think that's what I love about it is that there's we're actually providing a social impact where we see youth Just glow in happiness when they're able to code a video game properly or like create, you know, a mosaic on their own. Um, I think that's the best thing about explorations is really providing the joy of learning. And I feel very privileged to be in this position. Yeah. Wow.
0: Wow. That's (laughs) for a person that said you didn't prepare for that question. You sure.
1: (laughs) I do talk about my, like, honestly, I think the best part about being community development officer is I get to talk about my job and share that Mm -hmm. joy with others. And it, it's been really awesome. Like it's been really, really, really fun. And I have a great team. I have truly a family supporting Supporting me and supporting all the different programs that I have, you know, pushed forth and all the exciting programs that people have given to me to be able to share with everyone. So it's been it's been a really great ride. And I, you know, we're continuing on pushing forward for 2021. So I'm super excited. Yeah.
0: Great. Awesome. Yeah. Listen, we're gonna wrap it up. Yeah. Anna, you've been incredible. Um, oh, thank you. Thank you for, for doing this and thank you for taking the time. Like, it's really, really appreciated. It's been uh, a year, a year and a half that we've been doing this project. Mm. So, you know, just just the goal is to give the, the voice to the, all the community workers. Um, that's within NDG, Kudinej, and, and anyone that wants to, you know, give us a, a story and share what they do for a living. So again, thank you. Thank you for thank taking you. the time.
1: Thank you for and providing for, uh, this platform and for reaching out. I really I felt very blessed and nice. I told everyone at Acrobatia's, I was like, I'm getting interviewed for a podcast. Don't worry about me. Semi famous, whatever. So, <laughs> so thank so, you so much, honestly, for, for sure. creating this, for sharing it with our um, community. So, thank you.
0: For sure. So, yeah. we'll talk soon. All right.
1: Thank you so, again, Carl. Happy holidays. Stay safe. Bye.
0: And that was it for us, folks. So, stay home, stay safe, and respect the curfew, like that we could all have a summer.